who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plague, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof, with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Shouts of Grace Center brings you pure and undiluted word of God from the impeccable throne of grace. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we honor you this morning. We thank you for all you do for us. We thank you because you are our Father. We thank you for what you do in our midst this morning. Thank you for your blessings, protection, provision. Thank you for keeping us alive. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you help me to speak as your oracle. Help me to stay consistent with your agenda for us this morning. Help me to speak with choice words that you have prepared for us at such a time as this. And Lord, I ask for your healing anointing that even as the message is going on, there will be healing, bodily healing, and healing in our soul in the name of Jesus. Lord, anybody here under the sound of my voice that has come with a certain puzzle, a certain problem, a certain issue in their lives, the Lord, I'm asking that you will meet them at the point of their needs in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because your word never falls to the ground. We give you all the praise. God bless you this morning. I want to welcome us to a beautiful time in God's presence and I believe so strongly that this is an appointment with divinity I believe God has a word for us this morning and so like us to get ready to receive get your writing materials so that we can get blessed this morning last Wednesday we started looking at the kind of a man a woman should not marry and vice versa and I'm going to take the message to another level and still speak on the same topic so you can call this part two and it will benefit a lot for uh, those of us who are heard it first time you hear it again and for those of us who are now here on Wednesday you see because there's always the kind of the person to marry and there's always the kind of person not to marry you can't marry just any type of person you cannot do that Praise God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Meanwhile, we have some weddings coming up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Israel and Yemisi are getting married next month. Israel, wave your hand. Okay, so Yemisi has traveled. She's not here, but next month they are getting married. Uh, Pastor John and you are having the introduction this month. Hallelujah. John Iridiron is getting married soon next. So we have a whole lot of weddings coming. And by June, we have some other mega weddings coming up as well. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So let me look at your neighbor who looks older than 25. And he's still single. If he's a guy, say bro, 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 bro. What are you up to? What what are you doing? Especially if it's your fiancé. This is that to to, to ask. Me. Hallelujah! All right, so we are looking at marriage this morning. Let me say three things very quickly. A good marriage is a blessing because two are better than one. All of the time, all of the time, two are better than one. So marriage is supposed to be an improvement of uh, upon the times of being single incidentally a lot of people see marriage as a burden a lot of guys who want to play out there really want to play see a wedding as the thing that would tie me down i don't want to be tied down that is not what marriage is according to the scriptures marriage is a blessing because two are better than one in the book of ecclesiastes chapter 4 9 to 12 
The Bible says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. He said, if the fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? So if you are complaining about the fact that it is too cold a night, one of the solutions is not to get a heater. Is somebody here with me? One of the solutions is to what? Is to what? And if you are not married, you are trying to get it. There are different levels of it. Instead of warmth, I will say more than that. And he says, if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not easily broken. Threefold cord in the sense of husband, wife, and God. And so we see from that scripture that, look, there's something about the fact that when you are in marriage and you, uh, there's an attack coming and you're about to fall. He said, even if you fall or you are falling, the other will lift up his fellow. So one of the core uh, functions or core uh, advantage of marriage is encouragement and strength being offered to one another. Are you still here with me? Number two, a good marriage is a blessing because a married couple can do ten times as much as a single person. The Bible never tells us that when you get married, so our strength is doubled. No, it's ten times. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 30 says, How should one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand? I thought it's going to say two thousand. Say no, two put ten thousand to flight. Except their rock had sold them and the Lord had shut them up. So there's something about ten times as much strength, as much favor, as much grace that is made available in the place of marriage. Number three, a good marriage is a blessing because a married man has favor with God. In Proverbs 18.22, we see what the scripture says, that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. The word thing does not exist in the original rendition of the Hebrews from where this is translated from. So a wife is not a thing. Actually, that scripture should read, he who finds a wife finds good. Are you here with me? And obtains favor with God. Notice the Bible did say he who finds a sister or a babe. He says a wife. So in order to be found, it's saying you have to be a wife. It's wives that are found, not sister or sisters or babes. Are you here with me? The question is how do you find a wife in a woman who is not yet married? He's talking about the preparation aspect. That there's a place of you being prepared. There are certain things and certain responsibilities you are going to step into as a wife after marriage. In which uh, what the scripture is saying here is that uh, what a man wants to find is a wife. Not a sister, not a sister, not a babe, not uh, anything but a wife. Somebody who has the capacity to function in that role. Are you here with me? Because now, when you get married, you need to understand that marriage is a place of faithfulness. You are actually called unto your husband. And your husband is called unto you. It's a covenant arrangement. It's threefold called you, your spouse, and God. God becomes a covenant witness. So strong that in the book of Malachi, God said, he's talking to men, he said, if you get adulterous with the wife of your youth, he says, I will deal with you. That was God speaking. That married people are supposed to watch out for one another and take care of each other and be faithful to one another. And so guess what? A lady who is dating five guys is not a wife yet. It's not ready for marriage because it takes the same heart. The, the, you see, uh, double dating is rehearsal for adultery. It's the same heart. So you, you see certain tendencies in your life as a man or as a lady that are not consistent with the scriptures. That could as well be the delay to the marriage. And you don't know. So you can pray all you pray. 
go and fast all you can fast and go to mountains and ask all the men of God in the world to lay hands on you until your head goes bald. If you don't take care of this, nothing is going to happen. He said, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises as some men count slackness. He said, but the problem is we are not often ready for the blessing that he wants to give us. So rather than give us a blessing that will kill us or destroy us, he will rather withhold. That scripture in First Peter is saying God can do anything he wants to do in the split of a second. He said, but he's going to be, he's, he's withholding some things on account of us. Are you here with me? So a single lady who is in the 30s and praying and saying, Oh God, where's my husband? What's going on? Why, how come I don't have a husband? Should as well pay attention to her character, her development. The person that is found is a wife, not a sister. Because marriage changes nobody. A miserable single will be a miserable married person. A wicked man will be a wicked husband. It, it, no, there, there's no... You see, the Bible talks about the wicked man, talks about the evil man, talks about the forward man that speaketh forward, forwardness with, the, with, the, with his mouth, then talks about the strange woman that flattered with her mouth. So there are people you cannot marry. Evil man, wicked man, forward man, strange woman, adulterous woman, Proverbs 2 and Proverbs 7. So you want to date somebody, you want to go out with somebody, you want to get married. They tend to look at, it's not just the statistics. Oh, are you here with me? These statistics are going to change, people of God. It will change. Figure 8 will become figure football. If the person does not take care of herself. And you still have to love her. Are you following me? What do you mean? Oh, you are shapeless. You are not like a mother. What's it? Hey, hey, who caused it? After five children, that's why you all know that she's shapeless. What do you expect? When you rush her, five children in three years. <laughs> so understand that a good marriage is a blessing. In 1 Corinthians 7 28, however, the Bible begins to say some things. <laughs> uh, it says, but if and but and if thou marry. See, Apostle Paul is talking here and expecting some of you not to marry. He said, but if you marry. He's advising people like Israel, they don't bother to marry. <laughs> you see me, when I was getting married, I didn't see the scriptures like this. If thou, but and if thou marry, Thou hast not seen. Come on, say it's not easy to get married. Mm-mm. And if you, if uh, and if a virgin married, she had not seen. Nevertheless, come on, say nevertheless, such shall have what trouble in the flesh, not in the spirit, because the two shall be joined and shall become one flesh. It didn't say one spirit. If it is the fact that we are joined one spirit, life will be good. Because we'll be operating with the frequency of evil. The oneness will be there. This flesh, will not, but we are joined. It is flesh that is joined. And it's flesh where the trouble is. Flesh, that's where the trouble is. That's where the trouble is. Such shall have trouble. Some people think, because I'm a virgin, I've kept myself, my marriage is going to work. No, you have to work it with your virginity. Are you following me here? Virginity, I'm not condemning virginity. It's good to be cool. It's good to preserve yourself and it's beautiful if you are preserving yourself. What I'm saying is don't think because I am a virgin, my marriage will work. No, you have to work it. If if you are not careful, the person who is not a virgin will have a better marriage if she knows how to work on it. Are you following me here? Such shall have trouble. This trouble... It's not talking about you sinning or killing yourself. It's just flesh thing. What I want, what I don't want. I want to eat beans. My wife wants rice. That's flesh. Why can't we even fast? Hello, somebody. I want my music to be loud. She wants her. She wants her own to be so low that you cannot hear anything again. So what's the point? The frequency of hearing in the ears are different. Are you following me? I mean, this morning, 
This morning we're dressing for church and I brought out my shirt and I want to wear it. And my wife says, is that what you are wearing? I said, yes. He said, okay, so I should wear my own. I said, no. He said, eh. I said, what is he saying? I said, I, I, I didn't say Jack can be doing uncle and go up and down. He said, eh, you are not, you know. I said, no, now it's just, I just, I, I just want to wear this one. They can wear one later. Maybe on Wednesday. He said, eh, that's now how it starts to come. Ha. So I didn't see anything open. She would just forget it. So that's how she went to pick one dress like that. And she shall look at the dress. Ha. I said, voila. And I see her face. I said, ha. I said, okay, if you still want to wear it, you can wear it too. I thought she would, she would have gotten angry and she would not wear it. That's how she brought it. I said, uh. that's, that's the, that's the trouble he's talking about here. <laughs> Those kind of things. Small, small things. Eh? Like you're going to church and your wife is still dressing and the time is late and you're pressed mountain on and you say, hey, 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 instead of to fight, eh? Carry the bike, leave the car with her. Or take bolts. That is what it's talking about. That you are now going to be husband and wife and most of the time you are different. You are thinking differently. Your temperament, by virtue of your temperament, your dispositions are different. She loves bright colors. You want dull colors. And she's asking you, what, don't, did you do colors when you are in primary school? Everything you want to wear is like black, dull gray, uh, black blue. Do you like red? See, sanguines will like red. If you see a sanguine makeup, you know that this is sanguine. You want red and shy. you. You see all those phleg- phlegmatics, melancholy. Sometimes they won't even make up. They are not interested. Sanguines are flashy. They use a lot of jewelries. In the neck, in the hand, then about one, two, three. I say, keep So those are temperamental differences. So now, if the husband is uh, phlegmatic, for example, and the wife is a sanguine, there will be temperamental clash. That's the trouble he's saying. So Apostle Paul is saying, oh boy, you can avoid this trouble. Just stay in the spirit. Be single. So that you can be fellowship with God for life. But you people won't hear. Because you saw the topic today. So if you want to follow this advice, you shouldn't have come. You just say, since I'm not married, I don't need to know the kind of person I don't need to marry. But now you came because you really, really want to marry. Praise God. I mean, people like Juwan, you know, don't you know, but you won't listen. Is there anybody who wants to follow up with support this morning? You know, when I get to heaven, one of the first person I would, I would like to see is Apostle Paul. I say, Oh God, why did you write that scripture? Well, Apostle Paul did not marry. Now, we, what we don't know from church history was whether he was married before he gave his life to Jesus. But after he gave his life to Jesus, there was no account of wife. The guy was too focused on God. And he wants all of us to be focused like that. Because once you are married, it's not that you can't be focused, but you can't have 100% focus. Me I'm, me, I'm telling you now. Not that your wife will cause you to sin or your husband will drag you to sin. It's just that, the, you know, as a single, you know, singles live selfish life. I hope you know that. Me alone, me, mine, and me. You go to, you go to an eatery, you buy yourself food, you buy juice, you finish everything. You pay the money, you blow yourself a kiss and you catch the kiss back. I mean, just you alone. Once you are married, the equation changes. You can't even buy one item successfully. You have to buy the other person's own. Otherwise, you're in trouble when you get home. You buy chips, you buy a home. You buy juice, you buy a home. You buy this, you buy a home. You go to market, you go and shop for boxers and singlets and men's stuff. You better go to women and buy, even if it's just like two or three, to create balance and remove this trouble. And this has nothing to do with whether your wife is born again or not. All women like shiny stuffs. All women. All ladies. If you see any lady that say, ah, me I don't like, it's because money has not entered her hand. Leave her, don't, don't believe her. Don't believe her. Say, ah, I don't, I don't like makeup. All my single life, I've, I don't use jewelries. Wait till money enters. You see, the time when you, 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 you have only 2,000 naira budget for your air per month. Alright? You, you can tell people, I don't like fixing my air. I just don't like it. 
I really don't like it. But let it come to the time when you have, when God blesses so much, you have up to 200k budget for air alone. That's when you see bone straight, bone bent, bone that is bent but straight, straight not to bend. You see a lot of things. In the Passion Translation of 1 Corinthians seven twenty, look at what it says. If you do get married, you haven't seen. It's just that I want to spare you the problems you face with the extra challenges of being married. Challenges come with marriage. 1 Corinthians 7.28 message translation says there's certainly no sin in getting married whether you are a virgin or not. All I'm saying is that when you marry, you take what? Additional stress in an already stressful time. As if I was supposed to Nigeria. Additional stress in a stressful time. I mean, you, you are just coming and you've, you've, you're on queue for petrol for, for about eight hours. And then you came home to the stress of your wife watching Indian film and no food yet prepared. Uh-huh. That's where you know you have flesh. <laughs> Especially if you're a lecturer by profession. <laughs> you will lecture, you will lecture her from the bright price <laughs> all men love to summonize lecture what's the third one and explain however let me tell you something all guys here whether you are single or married listen carefully summonizing does not work because your your wife does not see you as a pastor so don't bother lecturing does not work because she is not your student what is going to work love since you are already married and you, you disobey Apostle Paul. So, he said, I, I wish you can avoid the additional stress. But you say, I want the stress. So now you are married. Now, coming to our topic now, the kind of a man a woman must not marry. If you marry a believer and there is additional stress because you are in the flesh, what about if you marry an unbeliever? That's number one. The kind of a man a woman must not marry. Do not marry anybody who is not integrated in a local assembly. And ultimately in the body of Christ. In the book of Psalm 68 and verse 6, the Bible says, God set the solitary in families. He bringeth out those which are bound with chains, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. What is the Bible trying to tell us here? It's telling you that have nothing to do with any man or woman who doesn't know God. Forget about the fact that you will change that person after You are not a change agent. One. Two, you are not the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts. Three, if anybody tells you I'm going to change after wedding, that person is telling you lies. Let's change now. And if anybody changes to marry you, the person can change back to who the person is. So, you, you see, the dynamics are intense. So marriage is not something you jump into because you, you met him at ShopRite and the fingers were long, like your dad's fingers, and you just love the nails. Say, I've met him. I mean, some of our ladies need to wake up. Let me look at the sister around you and say, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. stop reading all those romantic novels all those romantic movies I so much dislike those romantic movies because they are time wasters number one I don't even see them but I went to greet a couple in Lagos my wife and I and they were saying oh it's almost time it's almost, I said what time it's almost time it's almost, what time they, 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 they want to watch Kinecon, Kinecon. Ah, okay let's see let's even see today whether it, that's how they started the thing that's how one guy walk out. Almost in slow motion. And then stay beside one curtain. And one eye is showing. I say, hey, kilo call. On the other side, another lady just came out. And there was slow music in background. Three minutes has passed. No conversation. No gunshots. Nothing. Are you following me here? I said, what is going on here? What are they doing? Are you following me? 
How are they? What? How, how, what? What exactly are they up to? About four minutes has gone. There's nothing here. Nobody has died. What kind of film is that? Five minutes. You have not shot anybody. No action. I watch movies once in a while, Sunday evenings. Let me tell you, I watch my movies. I can watch, I can watch three movies. Sunday evenings. I'm fast forwarding the movie to where they are shooting. Once I get there, I wait. <laughs> my, my wife, my wife does not enjoy. My wife, see, people are different. My wife wants to listen, listen to every conversation. She say, how will I know what is happening? I say, you will know when somebody die. You will know. Let's look at the next action. It's so simple. He said she wants to hear the conversation. To me, it's just time wasting. So all our ladies that are into romantic novels and all of that, that thing can create an unreal world. Are you following me? You read those things so much that you believe the way you will meet your husband is at the bad beach. And, and the guy is just going to ap- appear from one end and be running towards you in slow motion. And then in slow motion, she w- he will get to you and sweep you off your feet like the knight in shining armor and give you a prayer. Mm-hmm. Let me tell every sister here, welcome. In Psalm 106, verse 35, it says, Instead, they intermarried with the hidden, and in time, they became just like them. You know, God gave the children of Israel, told them, Don't marry from there, don't marry from there, don't marry from Philist- uh, the Philistines, don't marry them. They never knew that God was trying to protect them. Thousands of years later, there were some archaeological findings they find the bones of these people so, these people that god said don't marry from there don't, don't marry from here and why when they studied and analyzed those bones they found advanced stage of meningitis in the bones so when god said don't marry from here don't marry from here oh, is it that god hated those people no most of the time god is trying to protect you by giving you certain direction about your life when you marry an unbeliever, she be for believer is additional stress. It is stressful time. Is additional hell. I'm telling you. You see, but it's nice, Pastor. I'm that is even nicer than our brothers. What's your definition of nice? It's nice, nice, a fruit of the spirit. Because it took you to country kitchen. And you ate chicken and took ice cream. Pastor is nice. Ice cream. I can buy it for you. Are you following me here? Understand that decisions, marital decisions, goes beyond face value. Goes beyond that. No, oh, no, no, Pastor. The moment we met, there was chemistry. There was chemistry. Hmm. 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 You know, it's, it's in physics we have law of gravity. I won't say more than that. Let's go on. Chemistry often changes you. Number two, don't marry a man who doesn't have a pastor or mentor over him. Proverbs 1 5 says, A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain on the wise counsel. The reason you don't marry somebody who is not accountable is in the day of this additional stress that you cannot sort out who do you report him to. One lady called me from outside the country, weeping profusely showed me a picture she has a black eye she's just been beaten up and said pastor this beating is regular
Hallelujah. I think I'm good. Alright. So he says it happens all the time. This beating is something that is regular all the time. Hmm. So, number one, she's the one that knows me from our online website. The husband does not know me and the husband does not read the devotional. So, number one problem was that I could not counsel him because he does not know me. There's no way you can talk to a man who has not given you access into his life. If you like, be a bishop. He doesn't know you from Adam. How do you, how do you even start? Hello, how are you? Um, your wife, uh, how do you start? You've not talked, you've not, you've not spoken to him, there's no previous conversation. So it's difficult to counsel men you don't have relationship with because you don't tell a man how to rule his house. Except the man willingly submits to your counsel, then you can speak into the home or into the life of that person. But if he doesn't, there's nothing you can do. He remains the husband, the lion of the tribe of his house. When he roars, the wives can pass for safety. Are you following me here? So, I said, alright. Now, since I can't talk to him, please, who is his pastor? So I can talk to his pastor to talk to him. And pastor actually does not have a pastor. Okay. Does he go to church? It's a once in a while. Alright, does he have a relationship with the pastor? Probably the pastor will know him. He said, not really like that. I said, okay, so that one is out. I said, alright. Does he have somebody like a mentor? Somebody defaults to, she said, eh, nobody, sir. I said, okay, what about his parents? He said, ah, he does not listen to his dad, though. His mom is late, but his dad, he cannot, his dad can't talk to him. I said, okay. So, last question. He said, does he have any close friends? He said, yes, but his friends can't talk to him. I said, my sister, my daughter in the Lord you will pray. Your only solution now is prayer. Counsel is ruled out. And to follow the instruction of the Bible where the Bible says if you have an unbelieving husband that you should behave well, you should be you should walk on your mannerism lest by him observing how calm you are despite his attitude, you'll be able to change. Are you following me? So this is the reason we say don't marry a man who doesn't have a pastor, a mentor. We're not trying to rule your life. We're not trying to uh, uh, control your life. We're trying to tell you this is how this thing works. It's about, we're so much in love, we'll never fight. Hey! I pray you will never fight. But additional stress in a stressful time. The times when you have cooked fried rice you know fried rice take the process all those things I'm not talking of student fried rice I'm talking of correct fried rice I'm not talking of concussion all the things you buy and then your husband comes home I say Shamala is ready I say ah he said no I've prepared the fried rice I just thought because you know today being a special day I say well it's good but prepare Amala now now, now, now. Yes. If the wife is really, really obedient, loving wife, she will go and do it, but she will grumble inside. Especially if there have been previous issues. If there are so much in love that no previous issue, ah, she will do it out of love. But most of the time, they have pending issues because it is a stressful time generally. Maybe she doesn't have any outself stress. You go to work, she goes to work. So both of you are tired, really. Do you know most w- women are more in career, career work today than men? Generally all over the world. Men are doing more business, running around, shuttling, also women, bank, company, organization, secretary, this and that. So everybody goes to work and come back. So she's tired as as much as you are tired. But you see, there are some work that have been, you know, that this is for women, this is for men, generally. But you can help each other. Are you following me? But it's not compulsory you help, but you should help. 
So first five years of our marriage, I used to help my wife in the kitchen. No, I used to help her buy. No, I don't help her in the kitchen. I used to help her buy stuffs in the market. You know, get the list and go and buy. First five years only. By the sixth year, I was not led again. The Holy Spirit never ministered to me that go and buy in the market. Because there was no more time. And in 21 years of our marriage, I've used more than 10 cars. My wife has never been led once. Once. To help me clean the windshield, the, the, the glass or what can't you buy down me, see why? The Holy Ghost never told her. Not once. Are you following me? So, growing up, yeah, my kids can watch can all of that, but I'm talking about when we first started. She can be around, but she's never led. How come I win? <laughs> so, no fight. We understand ourselves. Just as I'm not led to the kitchen, she's not led. It's just simple division of labor. So, the stressful time can make you wake up one day. You have not even touched my carrot. Ha! And she will say, you have not also come to kitchen once. And then that can lead to some other stress. And birth another stress. So, Apostle Paul is saying, if it is possible. He says, this is not forcing you. If it is possible. Be single. But nobody will listen to that counsel. So, in the days of trouble, who do you report him to? So, b- because of what I was supposed to say, that there's stress in additional stressful times. So, we, as a single, you want to take some decisions. Okay, don't let me go. Don't let me go this route. Let me be particular about who I get married to, so that I don't bring hell to join additional stress. Because let me tell you the truth. Some people are not in marriage, they are in hell. A woman can offer help, but she's help me. She can also offer hell. Because she can be help me. Are you following me here? A woman is a multiplier. I hope you know that. You give a woman some ingredients, wait for about two hours. You have his part of steel. You give a man ingredients, you have salad. All the ingredients will go on one side. Are you following me? You give a woman a house, she turns into a home. You give a woman spam, she gives a baby nine months later. But give a woman wind she gives you wild wind because she's a multiplier are you following me that's why all men are responsible for whatever is happening in their home you can't hold your wife responsible you can correct you can point some things out but ultimately the man is responsible that's why when Adam and Eve messed up who did God confront first Adam Adam was like, oh God, I did not do anything. It was a woman. Ah, Adam was somebody a little bit savage. So he telling God, that is the woman you gave me. I was JJ on my own that you came and said, I'm not alone. Did I tell you I'm, uh, I'm, uh, it's not good for me to be alone? Did I complain? I, I'm just on my own. Eating my food, I'll be uh, checking my garden, and then you came. I said, It's not good for man to be alone. And then the next thing, and I think God will have replied. So when you woke up, did I say anything? Did I say she's your wife? Are you not the one that went to a friend? I said, This is now the bone of my bone. Who told you? at the end of the day you can't hold God God is a just God God did not say a word Adam was was so much in love this is now he, he began to preach the whole of my and you shall be called 
even named her. And God did not say anything. God was just looking. Are you following me here? So understand that the choice, the choice, the choice of person you marry in life will determine whether you are going to make heaven or not. Me, I'm telling you now. Your spouse can decide where you end up in. Because of stress, additional stress. This is this is some people at the height of their glory. Had about had yesterday about a man and, he, and his wife who died who divorced at at age of seventy. What will make a man divorce at seventy years old? What have they been doing since? Are you following me? So you want to take particular you want to confirm from God. You want to pray again and again and again and be sure. time is almost up. Number three, do not marry a man who doesn't know where he's going in life. It's nothing as frustrating as following a, a, a aimless man who doesn't know where he's going. Have you seen anybody play football without goalposts? Luke 14, 28. Which of you intending to build a town, sit and not down force and counted the course? In other words, there must be a particular de- destination. There must be a place you are going to. And conversely, do not marry a lazy woman. Because the virtuous woman in the scripture, we often think the virtuous woman is a woman who has kept herself, is not promiscuous, and yes, it's correct. But you read Proverbs 31 and read it again and again. The virtuous woman is the hard-working woman. Let me show you the Bible. Proverbs. 31, 11 to 22. The heart of her husband trusts in her confidently and relies on and believes in her securely so that he has no lack of honest gain or need of dishonest spoil. 12. She comforts, encourages, and does him only good as long as there's life within her. She seeks out wool, flags, and works with willing hands to develop it. Does that look like a lazy woman? Are you here with me? She's like the merchant ships loaded with food stuff. She brings her household food from a far country. She travels to go get food stuffs. Verse 15, she rises while it is yet night. This kind of woman, they wake up by 2 a.m. Are you following me here? And get spiritual food for her household and assign her mates their tasks. So she's even living, she's leading daily devotional. She's leading daily devotions rather for the family. Verse 16. She considers a new field before she buys or accepts it. Negotiation in the marketplace. Expanding prudently and not cutting neglect of her present duties by assuming other duties. So she's not busy on Facebook and WhatsApp. While living the main thing she's supposed to do. With her savings of time and strength, she plants fruitful vines in her vineyard. She even has small farm at the back of her house. She's not the type of lady that said, what is this? Say, yeah, this is old now. Say, oh, what's old? Uh, what do you use it for? It's for, uh, how do they hold it? See, uh, if I'm going to have, if I'm going to, I, I didn't say I'm not, I can't have farm at the back of a house, but can you get a tractor? Verse 17, she guides herself with strength spiritual, mental, physical fitness for a God-given task and makes her arms strong and firm. She tastes and sees that again from work, wisdom for God is good. A lamp goes not out. Umanguru burns it continually through the night of trouble, privation, sorrow, warning away, fear, doubt, and destroy. She lays her hands to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. She's industrious. She knows how to sew. She knows how to bake. She knows how to do that. She opens her heart to the poor, yet she reaches out her field hands to the needy, whether in body, mind, or spirit. She's a, she's a philanthropist. She fears not the snow of her family, for all her household are doubly clothed in scarlet. She makes as for herself coverlets, cushions, rocks, and tapestry. Does this look a lazy woman? Her clothing is of linen, pure, fine, and purple, such as that of which is clothing of the priest. She... No, no, no. 
all ladies in the house don't be intimidated just start from somewhere because if you keep on reading this if you read like five times you, you can give up you say what's the point what kind of woman is this ah oh so much you lay your hand on the spindle you hold the distaff what he's trying to say is that the virtuous woman is an industrious woman are you following me every lady should learn something just learn anything hairdressing sewing baking barbing just learn something there is no this there is no that just make sure you learn as much as you can and the way to learn is easy these days you can go on youtube watch videos are you following me here the virtuous woman is a hard-working woman she knows how to you see the bible she knows how to take care of her household she knows how to prepare food and i was telling them on wednesday all ladies in the house make sure you know how to cook are you following me are you following me don't say things like uh-uh uh-uh did you marry me for cooking Mm-mm. just know how to cook and if you don't know how to cook go on youtube actually an average woman knows how to cook it's laziness at the end of the day who doesn't know how to cook right say so that we can do deliverance for you it's not youtube you need everybody knows how to cook rice everybody knows how to cook all the basic things Maybe there may be a few people who run from Amalan, things like that. But go and learn it. Because you can marry a husband that say, Amalan, go to Fele, Beti. And if you see one cocoa, just push it away. Now, husbands that do that, you are immature. Because the kind of man that will marry this woman must also prepare himself. Otherwise, you will want to kill this woman. You want to cage her. You want to intimidate her. You'll be so insecure. You are what's what's your problem? You are doing too much. So the man himself must be industrious, must be a planner, must be hardworking. Not those kind of men that put chewing stick in their mouth by uh, eleven a.m. in the morning, when some people already make their millions. I see time to well up and down in the house, pressing phone. Even if you have uh, the kind of job that you are the boss, this control, dress up and sit by your table. And give yourself that psychological feeling of work. I see lying down 9 a.m. in the morning. That's still on your bed. You say, What's the time? No? And you are rolling up and down. Bible says in the book of Proverbs, as the dawn turns on its hinges. So it's a lazy man. Standing up and down. You know how you close the door and the door comes back. I say, What kind of door is this? Then you try to close it. You didn't lock it up. It just comes back. He said, That's a lazy man. I know that scripture says a lazy man says there's a lion in the street. I can't go there. There's a lion in the street. All the, all, all the big boys have started a business. What, what can I offer? All the restaurants, they are big. What can I offer? Those that are big, they started one day. Are you following me here? So you know how to cook. Not that I'll be preparing your crow every time. When you know your husband has beard. You want, you want the beer to confuse the okra. You know how to prepare all kinds of stew. And men sometimes be led to go and help in the kitchen. Offer moral support. Even if you are busy, carry your laptop and sit down there. At least your presence is there. Carry your laptop, sit down in the kitchen and engage her while she's doing that thing. Don't make her look like she's your household. She is not your house help, even though she has a responsibility to provide food and cook for the house, but she's not your house help. Like one day, uh, I went somewhere, and I didn't have a car at the time, so somebody gave us a lift. And so, the two of us entered. I don't know what the other guy did for him. He sent him down. He passed, get out, I forgot him. Two of us. Send the other guy down. So I maintain my composure. 
That's why he took his phone and called his wife. He said, Pele, Amalada, Amalada, just read out the instruction. For those of you that don't understand, your wife picks up his phone and says, Yeah, Amala is good. Puts water on the fire. I'm nearly home. Nothing like, baby, I love you. Thank you. How was your day? Not, it, was, it, was, it was draconian. The way he shouted on that guy to come down, I already knew that this is the lion of the tribe of his house. Those people that have mosquitoes mistakenly bite them. Hmm? The way they will kill the mosquito. So, somebody asked me, yes, how do you know wicked men? That's how you know them. In small, small things, the way they kill mosquito. Mosquito. So, the day you mistakenly bite him. You are going out on a date. It gets angry and leaves you on the street. And you, assist, and you are the one that is saying sorry. Because you are walking in love. You are a believer. That's stupidity. Somebody is already showing you what you are going to see. Now, two ways to it. You believe so strongly, but God told me it's my husband. Then submit yourself for counseling. Let somebody talk to him. Anger management and all of that. No, this is how you treat a woman. This is what you do. This is how you do it. You are not married. He's already slapping you. What are you thinking? Who did this to you? I see, he's not paid your bride price. And that's not a license to slap anyway. He's already beating you up. And he will victimize you that you are still the one that will apologize. I say, I actually deserve the slap. Because you are in love. They said love is a blinder. But marriage is an eye opener. For all those of you that are in long distance courtship, make sure you do your own work very well. Look for your friends that know a friend that know the friend that knows him. I was talking to one lady, very smart. Said, a fiance is somewhere in another city. I said, oh, oh okay, good. I said, oh. said, I said, is he a believer? He said, yes. Can you vouch for him? He said, yes. I said, how are you sure? I said, pastor, I have eyes on him. I said, eh? What do you mean? I said, pastor, every day, I have eyes on him. I have at least five people. I said, wow, you'll be good for SSS. But she's actually being smart. She's actually being smart. Because marriage is a lifetime. It's difficult. You see, the way God designed marriage, there's no reverse gear. Are you following me? But people who are in abusive marriage, pastors have had to offer them advice. Quit. Because the moment it gets to a stage that your life is no longer safe. Are you following me? That you are not even sure that if you sleep with this man, he will not strangle you before next day. There's no marriage again. Or there's a case of unrepentant, adulterous relationship. You catch him, he apologizes. Catch him again, he apologizes. He says it's the devil. Four times, four times. So you keep forgiving because you are meant to forgive. As long you keep on forgiving, well, it gets to say, "See, this man will come and he will bring HIV to me." I told him, "If I'm not careful, at that point you begin to think, is it worth it?" The moment you get there, like, will this man ever change? See, when somebody is going to change, there are processes. As the man or the lady submitted himself or herself to spiritual authorities to help. Is he open to counseling? Is he disposed to somebody speaking to their lives? Is he disposed to mentorship? Those are the questions you ask. 
not that you are so much in love and you lose sense you can't think you can't think again because you are in love you are supposed to think you're supposed to use your head and there's uh, uh, let me stop here because of my time it's 11 and there's an advice the bible offered young ladies he said do not awaken love he said oh ye daughters of jerusalem do not awaken love before it's time hmm. that word is deep because never you ever told men that they should not awake love they are awake every time the scripture never at any point in time told, tell me do not awaken love those guys you see are awake every time if you analyze the thoughts of every man in this place this morning inside this church and you want to display them some of them will stand up and walk away they, can't, they won't be able to bear it because a man is moved by sight a man is moved by what he sees. Things are pleasant to the eyes of men. And Job said, I've made the company with my eyes not to build another man's maid. Are you following me here? So understand how this thing works. Make up your mind. Not to leave your marital decisions to chances. Also make up your mind not to play around. Let me date this person and see. That's not no no no, that's not a godly relationship. You want to date somebody and see. What do you want to see? You already make up your mind, it may not work. No, you go into a relationship by direction, not by sampling. It's not an experiment. Such guys, you see them propose to seven, eight, nine ladies in one church. So the ladies already know to what somebody ah so the ladies will gather together and say, How do about that guy has lost all his chances of getting married to anybody in that church? Because he made a fool of himself. Because each time he goes, he said, God said. The moment this lady does not cooperate, goes to another person. God said, "Somebody must be lying." I mean, me, I know it's not God. Can God lead you to eight sisters? What a leading! You can hear God. God will lead you to one person. One. Come on, say one. Just one. It will present so many people to you. See, when you find yourself in the church, you see a lot of people. You see ladies. You see guys. While I don't encourage ladies to go and be asking guys out, they call it something. They say they are shooting their shots. Who gave you gun? Read your Bible and stop shooting shots. You said they was some message to a guy. How are you? God's glory was upon you today. Be blessed. Are you in follow up team? Don't shoot any shots. You are to be found and you will be found. Somebody with me? Either will come, will come, or will not tarry. But guys are to find. You are to find. God will present several people. There are places to find, there are places not to find. You don't go and find in the club. He said the person who, who marries a wife from where they are doing club dancing, what does he expect at all? Dancing another Mabalo. Are you with me? One guy was patronizing prostitutes. He met one particular prostitute one day and liked her. So he married her. One baby, two three fast forward 10 years later the lady graduated back into her former work at a higher level at aristo level she 
she went back to what she was doing before. I told the guy, even if you marry, if you see somebody there, there should be a process. There should be a process of healing, of ministry to that kind of person, ensuring the person is well integrated. Not that she be in my house, but I know how to deal with her. Because you have slept with one particular prostitute like four or five times. I know her. She's just doing prostitution because she does not have money. I know her. she's a good girl. Those things are spirits. Demonic spirits. Behind them. A lady doesn't just wake up and wants to go into prostitution. There's a demonic spirit operating behind. It's a dual operation of the mammon spirit and the spirit of perversion. The spirit of lies. Are you following me here? So, it's a process. You first of all develop a relationship with God. That's number one. Because if you go to God and start asking about wife and husband in that relationship, you don't, it won't work. You yourself have a relationship with God. It is based on that relationship that God even begins to reveal to you about his plans for your life. Sometimes without even asking. Because now you are his friend. So he shows you what's about to come. Just like he showed Joseph. Just like he showed me. I never prayed once for about, about who to marry. Never. Not once in my lifetime. I can't remember ever in my life saying, Lord, who is my wife? But God showed me. God actually interrupted me because I built a relationship with him. And that's where I wanted, I wanted to start from. Your primary concern now is, hey, where is he? Where is he? Who is the one? Your primary concern is, God, I want to know you more. I want to seek you more. I want to know God deeper, on a deeper level. See, the moment you do that, it begins to talk to you. It begins to show you. It begins to direct you. Our brain is too small to know the right person to marry. This brain is incapacitated to know the right person. It's only God that knows the person that will love you today. Alright? We'll see love in another 50 years. It's God that knows the person that will love you temporarily for six months and it's off. It's God that knows the person that will love you now that on engagement day, he will break everything up. God knows all these things. So, rather than use this limited brain to fix yourself, why did you work on your relationship with God first? And as you begin to do that, He promises in the scripture we read in the first service, He says, I'm going to take care of you. I will take care of you. You can have that assurance that God said, He will take care of me. Our parents might even be insufficient in taking care of us sometimes. Sometimes they are financially incapacitated. Sometimes you just feel, well, you've grown up, get out of my house, go and fix yourself. But God doesn't. God never leaves you. Jesus had an agreement with the Holy Spirit never to leave us. He said, it will be with you forever. Let's stand upon our feet this morning. Glory to God. Go ahead and talk to God. Go and talk to God. Worship. Bless Him. Can you, in just one minute, just commit your relationship over to God? Quickly, quickly. Just give it to God and submit to Him. Because He's going to take care of you. He's going to ensure you are well taken care of. He will. He will. Trust Him. Trust Him. He will take care of you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All eyes closed, nobody looking around. I want to pray for you if you're here this morning. You've not given your life to Jesus. Or you've given your life to Jesus before and you want to rededicate your life again. I would like to pray for such people. If there's anybody like that, can you raise your right hand and I'll quickly pray for you. Let me see your right hand up. You want to give your life to Jesus. Or you want to rededicate your life one day a relationship has to start if you are like that let me see your hand up let me just know if I'm praying with anybody God bless you my brother any other person please 
Any other person I'm praying for? Let me see your hand quickly. You want to give your life? You want to rededicate your life before I start praying? Let me see that hand up quickly, quickly, quickly. Anybody? Anybody else? Glory to God. Alright. Put your right hand in your chest and say these words after me. Talking to the brother who raised his hand. Say, Jesus, come into my life today. I believe you died for my sin. You rose up on the third day. I believe I'm a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Today, I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. In Jesus' name. Let's put hands together for Jesus. Welcome to the body of Christ. Can you give him that uh, sheet of paper to fill? It's in front here. Front here. God bless you. God bless you. Fill that form so that we can reach you. This message is brought to you by Junamis and Sophia and powered by the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, Shouts of Hope Center, and Kisses and Hopes Club, an online ministry to singles and married couples. Connect with us on Instagram at Pastor Dynamics, at Pastor Sophia Bola, at Shouts of Grace Center, at KC underscore global, on Facebook at KC Global, on YouTube at Dynamics Tunde Noah. On MixLR at KHC Global. Visit our website www.kcsandhooks.com. Via our mail at kcpartners at gmail.com. To partner with us, kissesandhooks.com slash partnership. God bless you.